Good evening, nofos, and welcome to November Foxtrot. Uh, I'm joined this week by Andy Bob. Andy, say hello. Evening. You all right? <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, Lance can't join us this week. He's unfortunately been taken ill. Um, so hearts and minds going out to Lance. Sort of wishing better. Yeah. Um, he should be back next week. So it's all good. Um, hi, fresh meat, Chris, Les, all your girls, he says. A lot of love for you, Andy, from Les going on. I, I oh, no, Les, Les was a... <laughs> Depends how much he tips. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Paul. Uh, Rage, Danny. Um, thanks for the kill rag, Andy. I can post it back if you want. That's <laughs> Have that as a memento. <laughs> um, so we are a lot... Uh, Andy and I were both at the Octo event at... Uh, Gunman Battle Lakes uh, this last weekend. It was Operation Vanquish 2. Uh, it was an awesome event. Uh, Andy and I yes. were both on the JTF uh, getting absolutely hounded by everyone else because <laughs> there was a team of eight versus like 20, 26, 28 other people. Um, yeah, that was that was hard. For, that was hard, that was. Eight, eight versus course. 25 plus another 12. <laughs> it was yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a resounding success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think uh, I've so, shot so many people and died so much. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jade, hi Jade, hi Kieran. Uh, Les says, "Show me your pants, Andy." Oh, I can as well. Look. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Andy's new trousers. Andy's and his crotch. <laughs> uh, hi Phil, over in Australia. Uh, Danny, did you shoot me in the face? Um, no, but... so, <laughs> yeah, so um, Lance and I had a few little uh, little skirmishes, and we'll, we'll cover that next week in a little bit more detail. I don't want to kind of um, give away too, too much, because uh, there's a few little funny stories came out of it. One thing that I will constantly now bring up for life, Lance shot me in the head, which was fine. No worries. No, you know, there's no problem with that. But he managed to shoot the earpiece out of my ear, because um, the round literally came in and just clocked the earpiece. To the point of I then had the earpiece stuck in my ear because um, it had shattered the plastic that connected it to the acoustic tube. Literally um, shot it and it just, yeah, <laughs> just the went acoustic off. tube went flying off. Um, I'm then stuck with this bit of like rubber stuck in my ear that I couldn't couldn't for the life of me get out. Um, so that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Meanwhile, from my point meanwhile, of view. Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> I, I get quite excited um, about things. When I do, my, my voice just naturally tends to rise in, in an octave um, to the point that everyone, like, in, there you go, Paul, like, oh, yeah, um, you went super high pitch when it got stuck in your ear. So, yeah, everyone around me is more focused on the pitch of my voice rather than the fact of helping me get this bit of plastic stuck out No one wanted to help. No one wanted to help. Only dogs could hear you. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> um Chris was there as well. Hi Chris, paint your face green again. Yep, so I did the full camo paint. Um which I'm pretty certain might still be there a little bit. So uh, I want to admit yeah. that when you left it did look like you'd been punched like square in the nose <laughs> and you just got black eyes. <laughs> oh it was good. It was a good fun. Are you commenting, Andy, as well? Yeah. Multitasking. <laughs> It's weird being on oh. this side. I prefer yeah. I prefer being on there, on the chat. <laughs> <that is. laughs> 
No, it's all cool. It's all cool. So Andy's on this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about rifleman roles and support roles. Um, is there anything else you wanted to cover about Octo before we dive into that? I mean, because it was a pretty no, fun event. Really. Yeah, um, I'd recommend more people come along, join JTF if they can. Have a good crack. No, I'll be doing the next one. You won't be, will you? Because no, I can't make the next one, unfortunately. No, but I'll be at the next one. So yeah. Uh, yeah. What's that, Andy? Eight. Uh, Chris says, Andy Eight, you come to G on the chat. You're a guest on. Yeah. What can you salt myself? Hi, Andrew Taylor. Uh, cool. Right. Well, we'll jump straight in then. Let's let's, let's yeah, get into these Milson roles. Um, so, uh, obviously, Andy, do you want to introduce yourself first? Tell us a little bit more about you. Uh, yeah. Uh, Andy Bob, real name, Andrew Luckett. Um, not very exciting life, really. Uh, my combat career <laughs> has been uh, 15 years as a World War II reenactor and then five years in airsoft and lots of cool. TV. And computer games. That's about it, really. That's <laughs> what reenactment did you do? Uh, I did World War II, uh, First Infantry, um, and I was a BAR gunner uh, from literally the word go. Um, it was an experience. Uh, got to do some things that you wouldn't really normally get to do. Drive a Sherman, um, half-track assaults, D-Day landings we did on original boats. Yeah, it was it was things that you like you'd never get to do again. So I'm glad that I did it and got some training from uh, some real soldiers as well like, on how to oh, use support weapons and things. So yeah, it was good. It was good. And what what sort of led you into being a support role then? Was it was it the reenactment stuff or? Um, no. So <laughs> the first ever reenactment event that I did, I walked in and I said, "I want the biggest gun." being an idiot <laughs> and they lumbered me with the BAR which was is a lump <laughs> and ever since then I've just enjoyed not having to aim ever <laughs> and carrying around so, the biggest gun and, yeah and carrying around the biggest gun that was kind of it really so yeah, yeah I've just kind of fallen into it now like even on battlefield and things like that I always choose the support gun like I don't need to medic people I just shoot people <laughs> <laughs> So obviously yeah, you, you, you've got your 249 behind you. Um, yep. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, so that's a A&K uh, M249. Um, it was a Mark 46, but I've converted it to a Mark 46 uh, Mod 1, um, which is the gun that um, Sonny Quinn uses on SEAL Team. Mm -hmm. um, if anyone's watched that, um, you'll see the resemblance on my Instagram page to his. I've tried to copy his paint job and things. And... I spent too much money on the internals um, and the box mag, and that's about it, really. Just spent too much money on it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, some idiot decided to make it weigh the same as a real one as well. So that's always <laughs> that's always good fun. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, we sort of did a little bit of comparison between the uh, this MK63 Stoner that I was running <laughs> and then your, uh, your 249, and yours, yours definitely weighs a lot more. And then you obviously run the... Um, replica plates as well in your plate carrier yes you're, yeah. you're just a beast for it mate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my legs did not feel it on monday i tell you <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, that's, cool. the, that's the lmg gunner in me that is, <laughs> 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 yeah. 
it gets lighter as you fire more. So that's why. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All those really heavy plastic balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It adds up after a while. <laughs> Harry's joined us as well. Um, yeah. Feel free, anyone that's interested, um, to go and check out Harry's Instagram and his website and various other things that Harry runs uh, oh, for photos of the Oxidate event because he, he did a bang up job. Um, cracking photos, some cracking some photos. photos and stuff like that. I mean, he, he had the full blue press press outfit, you know, plate carrier. His his absolutely stunning helmet. I, I really need to, uh, <laughs> yeah. to replicate that at some point because it was far better than anything I've ever produced. So uh, yeah, do cracking job, cracking job. Uh, Ray says, is the A and K any good? Yes. Um, out of the box, it's it's okay. There's a few changes that you need to make first of all. Um, Hot rubber and spring um, would be your first things. Um, but yeah, out, out of the box, it's absolutely cracking. Um, you'll get 50 meters out of it um, with a good rate of fire, around 18 rounds per second, I think it is. Out of the box, you can't really complain at that, really. Um, but they are heavy. The A&K and Classic Army are heavy weapons. So you do have to have a good, good amount of stamina uh, to lug them about or just lie down a lot. <laughs> just, just hide in a bush. <laughs> ah, cool. Harry just said, "Oh, you leave my blue helmet out of it." <laughs> <laughs> Got to admit, it was a tempting blue helmet. <laughs> it, was, it was nice. Um, there's also a video as well. Um, so I, I, I don't know much about the video, but I know Harry at one point had um, little body cams on both me and Lance. Um, so that might be quite interesting for anybody that's. I, I don't know what the footage came out like. You know, a lot of it will probably be, be me dead because um, I did a really good <laughs> job this weekend. So, and you and me chatting. <laughs> you yeah, pretty much. A lot of you and me chatting. <laughs> uh, Paul said, "Harry, you were so convincing. We didn't know whether you were role playing, playing press, and tried to lead you." <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a little sneaky moment at one point where we were like, "Oh, we don't know. Maybe we should like arrest him and just double check that he's not like spying on the enemy." So. Yeah. yeah, we should. Anyway, right. Off. Let's um, <laughs> let's get into uh these these um, rifleman roles. So, what's what's your interpretation of the word sort of a rifleman role? Well, I, th I think it's someone that carries a rifle, basically. <laughs> so, because <laughs> you, you know, the roles have changed so much now, right? From from my point of view, a rifleman is early 40s or late 40s early 50s role um whereas now everyone's got like their own specialist role within a unit now um and like a general grunt is like just infantry um mm. i think rifleman now to me is more along the lines of uh your, your assault section or your movement section um so obviously uh, a, lot, a lot of things are split into two sections. So you've got your um, support section and your movement section. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, as the the rifle section is the bit that does most of the running around and kicking in doors and making sure that they're there right at the front, ready to go. That, that's the way I would look at it. Um, lots of guys with lots of guns and grenades, basically. Yeah. I mean, I would say it probably tends to be the one role that most people, when they sort of, get into milsim so if you're yeah. not sort of running a specific role it's it sort of you kind of just generically become rifleman yeah um, anyone with an m4 
Uh, yeah, I mean, the, um, the you mentioned grenades there. I mean, that's an interesting thing. Do you think there's like a limit to grenades that a rifleman carries, or is that sort of? Because I guess you, I guess you could almost kind of cover grenadier type role within the rifleman. It's it's kind of that general assault. Yes, it is. Yeah, kind of type, isn't it? Really. So, um, yeah. I think there's probably a written doctrine somewhere of this guy will go out with this many grenades and this smoke grenades. Um, this bloke will go out with a launcher. This bloke will go out with maybe anti-tank or anti-vehicle equipment. Mm. This person will go out with something that you can blow a hole in a wall and get inside. Now, there's probably there probably are doctrines written around everywhere, which are probably quite easy to find if you wanted to go really into it. But I'm not sure how how real life works with airsoft. Because it never yeah. goes to plan, as you know, <laughs> full well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it, it just, if, you, if you're going to go to the effort of kind of, um, I guess there's two facets to it. If you've got like a team set up and you're you're kind of replicating these kind of roles, so you, you've got like, a, you know, a small rifleman section, um, mm. then you might have kind of a rough idea of fitting sort of certain things within that. Um, I think for the most part, a rifleman, if you look at event rules, um, that's probably where it comes in more. Mm. So, you know, there'll be sort of like a rifleman. I know Legion, I think, do this. So they sort of say, you know, your, your rifleman position, you've got this much rounds of ammunition. Um, and it sort of covers it that way, really. It's more of a breakdown, yeah. less so in terms of your specialist abilities and more just um, that's how much ammo you can carry in that position. Um, yeah, because I think also as well, like the rifle section, like the weekend gone, the rifle section that we were in, we wouldn't have had a mortar to hand, no, or anything like that. That would have been another another section entirely. Mm. So we would be the ones more at the forefront, trying to get to a position, I think, and then not everyone else. But even Octo, they had limited ammo. Like they said, if you're a rifleman, you've got this much. Um, if you're sniping, you've got this much. If you're running the LMG, you've got this much as well. So I do think a lot of the last couple of milsims that I've been on, they're starting to do that more and more, I think, to try and limit the the gung-ho side of it. Mm. Yeah, because otherwise you end up with just a skirmish, don't you? It's just people yeah. running around with shed tons of ammunition. <laughs> yeah. magazines and all of that. Yeah, right. just sitting there running along doing... <laughs> That's firing the gun, by the way. That's not. Yeah, that's not anything rude. <laughs> Les, that one was for you. <laughs> so, My what do PayPal. Sort of the, uh, <laughs> what do we sort of think the responsibilities are of a rifleman? Sort of like, you know, the, the command role, you're obviously leading the team or whatever like that. You've got your radio up that we've discussed before, you know, sort of sitting there to kind of liaise the message and stuff. We, you know, we'll come back to uh, our favorite. Um, we'll come back to uh, like the support role in a little bit. I mean, that's that's a fairly yeah. ubiquitous um, role. So, what what do you think sort of the responsibilities of a rifleman are? To push up, definitely. Just just to get up, get up close, get into the buildings, secure the objectives a lot. I would say, like obviously, I'm quite biased. Because I've, I always steered towards the support role, 
but I do end up like at, at some events, like um, when we're up at Camp Sparta, which is very CQB orientated. There's no point using that at all. Um, so you do end up slipping over to uh, everyone tends to be a rifleman, and you are you're, you're pushing through buildings quickly. You're clearing it. You're getting what your objective may be, and then getting back to base or radioing it in and stuff. So I think a rifleman role is very. It is. It's, it's the grunt work of it all. Like they're 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 the most important part of a squad. I think you can, you can quite easily run a a game with no sort of sniper or LMG. You have to have you have to have riflemen at the end mm. of it. They there's they're the backbone of it all. And I think that they need to. There's so much responsibility on their shoulders. They just got to get there. They've just got to get to that objective whatever that may be. So if it's either scouting, you can still do that with an M4 or as a rifleman, you don't need to have a sniper or anything or a ghillie suit. I think they're, they're quite a universal tool. They're the multi-tool of the, of the, the <laughs> S-Oft and military world, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Octo just chimed in. The, um, Octo also limits nags in terms of how many BBs they contain to promote the magnitude. Yeah. Exactly that, yes. You don't, you yeah, don't that was that cracking. Place. Because um, I know you you've gone to the effort of um, well, there's the support role. You obviously you were limited to like having a thousand rounds on you, and I know you were weighing out uh, your BBs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look like a proper little drug dealer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that actually, Octo, thanks for that. Um, the other thing to talk about mm. is um, the full auto. So um, Octo and quite a few events sometimes don't, you know, they, they kind of go right. We're not having we're not having. Um, everyone running around a full auto because it it gives the LMG role and the support role more of a, a reason for being there. Yeah. Um, so I guess the rifleman, you know, it's, 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 it's almost just like another little facet within that, but you definitely just need those guys to just, they're you're pushing up. You're kind of, you're taking the action to the front. You're going to mm-hmm. get the objective. You're going to push in. So. Yeah. Um, you can't. Roses, evening, glorious bastards. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, you, I, you can't do anything without a rifleman, in my opinion. Like even even tank regiments, even the RF, they have riflemen. Do you know what I mean? And they're they're meant to be in the sky. You, yeah. you need a you need you need a rifleman no matter what. Like they 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 are literally the backbone of it all. I think. Yeah. Um. And, and some of the some of the players that do do like solely rifleman role, I I couldn't keep up with them. I couldn't no. with what they do, which is why I went for that because I just lie down and forget too tired. I'll stay here and support you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys need some more ammo? That's fine. I'll carry yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah I'll, I'll just stay here. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like it, it, it is the backbone of of. It's also the backbone of skirmishes and things like that. Mm. Like you, you see more people running a a. I'll say rifle because it could be like AK or a- anything along the M4 or your primary weapon. I, I, he's the backbone of it all, I think, definitely. Yeah. What, what do you reckon the challenges of being a rifleman are? Oh, I'd probably say the physical activity. Yeah. I, I know I often struggle with people <laughs> like, yeah, go and peg it up there. Like, oh, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. F- uh, fitness is definitely, is definitely up there. 
as I said, I couldn't keep up with some of the lads that were running around uh, over the weekend. Um, Teddy Bear. Teddy Bear was off. He was there all the time. <laughs> Teddy Bear was like halfway up the bloody... I was like, Jesus Christ, oh, hang on a minute. We need to talk about Teddy Bear because Teddy Bear was a oh, hilarious little story. Teddy Bear so, was um, a little legend. <laughs> we, uh, so we broke down into... Um, we were in our little sort of eight-man eight man team. Um, and we came up with the idea that we need to get a little bit of intel uh, on one of the objectives that we were sort of needing to take. So um, we sent um, Oakley off, uh, Oakley Gun, to go and basically get changed into civilian garb. Um, so he went off and then we were like, oh, we're going to need like a call something. Can't quite refer to him as, as you know, Oakley or whatever over the radio. Um, so <laughs> someone came up with teddy bear <laughs> and then it just massively got more elaborate. So like, you know, it was teddy bear, teddy bears reached the picnic. Teddy bear at the picnic. How many sources are at the picnic? There are three sources at the picnic. Um, and for the rest of the weekend, we were just referring to him as Teddy Bear. And I think it's an excellent moniker for him. That is, that is literally. Awesome. That, that's going to be his call sign from now on. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I mean, he, as you say, he was just running around all over the place. It's, yeah. Oh, I, absolutely. I'm not. I'm certainly not this. I'm not going to speak on your behalf, Andy. I know I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> um, but literally, you'd be you'd, you're heading down, and he'd be like there, and then he's over there, and like it's, it's oh, it's mad. But it's good. It's good. He's definitely he's definitely put the effort in. So. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Not not like us. <laughs> oh, we'll just get in the back <laughs> of the truck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see you there. Yeah, yeah. Teddy bear, off you go. <laughs> we'll yeah. meet you there in the truck. Uh, Terry says, "Don't you dare use the word rifleman and RAF in the same sentence." <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, I know one. I know a, a, an RAF rifleman, <laughs> and even he was confused by it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Regardia, Regardia says, uh, "Good afternoon, PMC here." Ooh, PMC. That's uh, Chris says. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> PMC. To be fair, it did look like a cracking team this 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 weekend. Yeah, they they um, played really well. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. It was nice going up against a non-organised team that were actually organised. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're not organised. Um, yes, you bloody well are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul as well. So you have to share a picture of the truck. It was ace on the Saturday. Yes. So um, one of the benefits of the JTF um, was that um, Bradley, right, one of the chaps there, was he Bravo? I can't remember his call sign. It was Mark. Uh, no, it's Alpha Five. Alpha Five. Um, he he brought along a Polaris that he's uh, converted into basically a small tank. Um, yeah. so it's got it's mounted like a little mini Humvee on the top, wasn't it? Yeah, it was wicked. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, it's, it's got tag rounds and stuff sort of connected to remote triggers and things inside the cab. Um, and it was just wicked. Like, just drive, be able to drive around in that. That was, that was pretty cool. Um, I know that made it for me. That, that was quite fun. Just sitting there on the back of the headed in, just like, <laughs> <bouncing> yeah. <around>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, Terry says they guard airports. Like, yeah, they do guard airports. Yeah. Riflemen wear rifle green. <laughs> so the riflemen in the RF wear guard airports. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Although this will make you laugh, Terry. My mate, he was literally put on guard duty for a toilet. He was literally still, <laughs> that was his that was his job for about two weeks. He said just guarding the toilet. <laughs> it's <Nice>. like, yeah. <laughs> Character building is good for you. Yeah. 
Um, right, okay. So what should we what should we call sort of like the um uh the pros and cons of being a rifleman? Let's start with the pros. I think I think you get to get in the action quite a bit. Mm. I think you get a you get a more variety of kit as well. Mm-hmm. So you can you can add a you can have a shotgun. Um, Your UGLs and things you, like that. Yeah, you can have um, yeah any anything underslung. Um, you can add on to it um, grenades and stuff. And as you said, you get into it, don't you? Like you're right up there, especially in CQB sites. Like you are, you are literally, as they say, the spear, the point of the spear, aren't you? So you, you're always in the action. Downside is you're always in the action. You're always getting shot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the um, I, I feel that with with some of the other roles, it's like you're not necessarily. You might have like more responsibility. So say you're in a command position or a radio up or something like that, where you've actually kind of got people somewhat relying on you a little bit for kind of mm. being within the event organisation. And they don't have to be running the event, but you know you need like a good um, team leader set up and stuff like that to kind of help coordinate events and kind of keep things moving and keep things interesting. So I guess with the rifleman, there's maybe not that responsibility, and you can kind of, it. it I guess it's probably the most fun role in terms of if you just want to turn up to an event and basically go airsofting um, yeah. in, in whatever context that is. Um, I guess that's probably the the one for you. Um, yeah. See, Paul's come up with a good point as well, saying it's uh, it's the inexpensive side of it. Yeah. It's definitely like, – you, you, you can do it li- literally just have a, a, an M4 and some mags as long as you've got yeah. the right garb to fit in with whatever faction you're doing. What you really need is a rifle. You don't have to spend six hundred pounds on bloody mortar rounds. You don't have to spend six hundred pounds on uh, pyros and things like that. It's literally you can go in as long as you as long as you fit in, and you've got a you've got a weapon. That's it. Don't matter, does it? Really? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just loving all the chat. It's a picture around telling each other about the RAF. <laughs> oh my god, what have I what have I started? Have you started? Have you? <laughs> yeah. Oh. See, I told you I was going to be a, a, a weird Chinese knockoff clone of Lance. <laughs> <laughs> I just fail at everything and fall apart on the first show. <laughs> oh, blimey. Well, I'll keep it moving because we'll, we'll jump onto the, um, the the support role because I know that's something that you and I have more of a passion in. Um, what are the cons of being a rifleman? Obviously, <sighs> I know we've spoken about the, the sort of activity. Um, yeah. And sort of needing to run around and stuff like that. Um, I don't think there really are. I can't really think There's of any There's not cons. really many. Like, obviously, like the con is that I think like you have to do, you have to be quite active. If you're going mm. to a mill sim and you don't want to get, you don't want to be running around a lot, you just want to kind of take your time and like maybe take your time on shots and things, then rifleman isn't the role for you. Mm. Personally, I wouldn't have thought. Um, I guess there's an element of because you're kind of treated, I say, I say like as a grunt, you know, you are the backbone of the team effectively. I, I guess there might be an element of you, uh, you, you don't really kind of get the same input in terms of like org- orders and stuff like that. You know, 
like the look, you're obviously not going to have the advantages like the command structure. So if you're just kind of being mm. tasked, go out there, you know, secure that house and, and hold that for two hours. Um, that can be a bit of an advantage, I guess, in terms of, right, well, we're just sitting here because we've been told to for two hours. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess you have that in any role, really. That's, that's not really sort of specific to that. But so, Les has just said, let's start an anti-Bob fan club. <laughs> <laughs> There's already one, but I'm the only member, so... <laughs> In the back. <laughs> yeah, Paulus is going to start the domain Bob 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 Bob. Bob. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, let's. We got any personal experiences or stories about being a rifleman? Oh, no, not really. Not many. Fun um, anecdotes. Uh, I've got one that wasn't airsoft related. It's the. Um, it was back in the reenactment days. Um, they didn't. They forgot the ammo for the BAR, so they said, "Well, you can have a M1 Garand." So I was like, oh, "Fine," and uh, I was running around with it. And uh, there was a tank track that was full of water, and one of the crowd said, "I bet you won't jump in that." <laughs> I'm running along, and someone with reenactments, you're told when like you're meant to get hit. Um, so you keep an eye on one person on on the German side, and when they fire at you, you have to pretend like you're dead. And I've literally I've ran along and I've jumped and I've literally just done this, <laughs> big puddle of water. All the crowd were cheering, <laughs> and then I literally had to lay in that puddle till the end of the show, which was about fifteen minutes, freezing my ass off. <laughs> And then when I got up, I literally got another clap and a round of applause. Nice. <laughs> I, like, well, I mean, it's commitment you know, to the role. Yeah, it was commitment to the role. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> Just to show off, really. <laughs> um, but airsoft related, I've, I haven't really done that much. Um, I've, in the five years, my second gun was <laughs> was a, uh, or riff, as YouTube will probably like me to call it. But um, the second one was a Crytac LMG, mm-hmm. um, and then my third one was an M249. <laughs> <And> that's, a, <laughs> that's, that's kind of been it, really. Um, yeah. I, only, I only really have the TM as if if that starts getting too heavy. Yeah. Like if it's a real hard slog weekend, then I do tend to swap over on the Sunday because my arms feel like they're going to fall off. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough. I mean, I, for myself, I can't really name any particular stories per se. I mean, there's there's sort of a lot of events where I've found that I sort of just swap out from the LMG. So, I mean, the, this last event at Octo, um, I managed to somehow share the battery connection off the magazine, which obviously then made the LMG somewhat redundant if you can't yeah, remember was, the magazine, yeah. um, which was a bit of a pain. Um, but no, you know... For me, for me, it's just about the LMG life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just, I just love that sort of side of things. So, I tell you, in which case, let's jump onto that. Um, yeah, we'll forget about the rock man. Although we'll technically, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we, so we look after the rifle man. <laughs> with the support role, let's cover um, the the kind of different facets of that. So, I, I would kind of roll the mortar team kind of aspect into a support role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you've got your LMGs, um, and then sometimes like a 
an ammunition store. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking more like the battlefield definition of a support role at that point. Um, so you are there to support the other team. So it's not yeah. just laying down cover fire. Um, you might be carrying a few extra supplies or whatever like that for the rest of the team. So, you know, the, you've got your riflemen who are running fairly light. Your support gunner is going to be the one basically kind of chugging along at the back yeah. um, with all the kit. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say... Yeah, sorry? Yeah, I was going to say is you're also there to support you're there to support the riflemen. So, mm. like um, last weekend, when you and me, we were just literally sent out to make noise, not even shoot anyone. We were literally, because these are so loud, the mortar's loud, we were literally just sent off over the other side of the field just to cause a ruckus. Yeah. Just to just to keep their eye from looking at where the riflemen were going mm. or the assault section were going. So, sometimes it is a curse as well. <laughs> Because <laughs> there's only two of you with two LMGs and a, and a mortar, and you end up getting lit up by twenty guys. <laughs> and yeah. and you, uh, Danny has just said um, it's always us big guys, but we love it. I, I must confess, yes. I don't think I've really seen um, like a, a little scrawny LMG gunner. Like they tend to be sort of fairly, I say, big birdie blokes. I mean, for example. Um, Brad, it was one of the other support gunners on our team uh, this weekend. Um, he had an absolute cracking HPA. Uh, was it 249? Yeah, M249 with a Daytona yeah. HPA system in it. Oh, oh fucker. Like, literally, <laughs> literally, you're sitting there, and all of a sudden, like, Brad turns up, and he just starts firing. It's just the <laughs> it's sound. Of bang, 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 bang. It's like, oh, Brad's here. <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. <laughs> that was absolutely cracking. Because we were down by that lake, weren't we? All being all quiet, waiting, and then they said open fire, and then all you heard was just Brad just cutting down trees. He sounded like a chainsaw, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, feels slightly inadequate now." <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, one of the organisers came up to me afterwards at Octo. He was like, "Oh, just kept hearing that gun the whole time for all the comms and stuff like that. It sort of sounded like a war zone, and it literally was like, I don't know, I don't know what he's got." In there to make it so loud and noisy, but it was it was proper exciting, sort of like warm fuzzy feeling every time yeah. you were uh, he starts lighting up. So <coughs> sorry, I've been up to cough. Um, oh, got the vids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. That would no. be great. Um, well, I got to admit on on the back of the uh, little uh, truck that was cracking firing mm. while driving along. That was good fun. That was that was uh, quite an experience. He was only so running he, little tanks. Yeah, so he, he basically so it didn't had last it um, connected up, didn't he? And it's, uh, yeah. I know there was one point the hose fell out. That scared the crap out of me. Um, oh, yeah, that was me. This little snake just like whizzing around <laughs> the back of the truck. <laughs> so um, have you have you had much experience with um, sort of the, the kind of Polar Star uh, HPA setups for 249s? Because I must profess that it's something that I've considered is with the... The kind of the, the the ability of the change of the rate of fire and sort of the consistency and stuff like that. Um, um I did. I have used them more than once. Um, I'm not a line and bottle fan. I'll I'll say that now because I do I do throw my weapons about quite a bit. And with that, if I'm using it in a CQB role, I I drop it. I just run off in with my pistol. Um. So having something that attaches me to that is a bit of a pain in the ass. 
um but i have used them the day the daytona system once it's set up is really good um but then again you're adding more even more weight to yourself so you've got to carry your bottle in your back uh in your backpack um some of the guys run like the full metal cylinders and things like that um and then you've got all your ammo and it weighs theirs weighs the same as mine and oh, like you felt what that is what mm. the weight of that is like so but then also What's the weight of yours the, again uh 22. yeah um not stone <laughs> kilogram <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's some of the some of, and then you've got your tanks and everything to me it's just you're weighing yourself down when mm. you can pretty much do the same with that so my ag i can change the fps and the rate of fire on it quite easily the fps is just a spring guide change and the fps i just changed the uh, the um, rate of fire i just changed the battery mm. So like this weekend, I was running 11 lipos and I was getting, what was it? I was quite, I had a higher rate of fire than what Brad's had. Not as nice sounding, but I had a higher rate of fire yeah. than the HPA. Um, but then if I knock it down to a 9.9 or um, 7.4, it reduces my speed. So mm. that's how I do it. Plus they're expensive. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, was, uh, I apologies, mate. I, your your name is something that I'm not familiar with, so I might butcher this. Ray got regardless. Uh, I'm running HPA, AK, mm. and sniper together. No dramas. I think it was your um, AK that we had a look at, and it was literally like you, you pull the trigger with no ease, uh, with no effort at all, and it's just like like the BBs were just like flying out. It was amazing. Um, I think it was the Polar Star one. That, that was pretty, pretty sexy. Yeah. Um, I think the smaller weapons, like sniper rifles and uh, like assault weapons, weapons like the A, yeah. uh, A, uh, AK and M4 systems, I would be interested in trying one of them because I don't think you need as much gas as you, or as much air as you would with uh, an M249. Yeah. So I think that could be something that would. But I think running it on them, I think. Having it on a vehicle, you're laughing, but I would say it's definitely more. I'd like to have a go on a HBA sniper. I've never had a go on a HBA sniper, mm. but that's really lovely. I bet you can make them silent as anything as well. Also, as well, your sniper can be a, a support role. Yeah, it can, it can support a push. They don't always have to be up front and reconning. They can support a, a push as well, so they they can get roped in or. Dragged in, kicking and screaming. <laughs> yeah. You're one of us now. We're not, we're not going to cover the sniper yeah. too much, though, because that's a separate role in a different episode. Yeah. Yeah, you can sort off for now, snipers. Yeah. <laughs> Bane no, of my life. Reason, <laughs> the considered the whole HPL and the 249s, because obviously, you know, when I'm running the LNG, you do sort of find that in woodland events and stuff, especially when you're sort of defending an area. You are fairly static for quite a lot of time, you know. You sort of deploying the bipod and getting the gun down. Mm. Um, so I, I often thought the sort of the the HPA aspect of that would make that quite easy. Um, but you're right, you know, you, you are going to be firing a lot more shots. You're going to need more more air. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting. Also, yeah. with with the bipod as well, something that I learned 
quite quickly, especially with the airsoft ones where they just dangle around like a pair of saggy balls. Mm. Um, is that's why I've moved over to Thank the yourself. yeah. <laughs> that's why I've moved over to the grip pod. Um, because yeah. it's literally it's 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 there. You're holding on to it, and all you need to do is just put it down, and you're like you're there already. And mm. if you do want it stable, there's a little button, and that's it done. Like you can have that deployed in two seconds and mm. literally just start laying down fire. But then also as well, you've got that front support as well, which is why yeah. I've moved more over to that than I would do with the bipods, especially on the MT49. Mm. Plus, they're, they're do, you run the, um, do you run the carry handle on yours? No, I took that off. Yeah. See, because that was one of the uh, the things I find quite, quite difficult with the GMP Stoner is the fact that it doesn't really have any kind of way of carrying it. So the uh, the um the the foregrip um like the push button ones are quite good because it just I can actually carry the gun almost vertically just bought off yeah. the foregrip which is quite nice um and that makes a massive difference because they are heavy and you do need to find <laughs> ways of carrying them around yeah. the field sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah I just I just went I went with the sling. I just went sling yeah. and front grip pod and you can pretty much do anything. Like when I was shooting Lance, I thought I was only using one arm in the sling. <laughs> so actually let's talk about. let's talk about that quickly because that was quite an epic moment so um one of the octo rules uh for basically being hit in limbs uh so for example if you get hit in your gun or your arms or your legs or anything like that is that it effectively disables that um so the number of people that were sort of limping around the field over the weekend exactly there were two there were two situations in particular i wanted to discuss there was the one with the base assault uh where we were at the lithium factory um and i believe oh, yeah. you had one limb left yeah i had one one hand i had an arm left one arm left so i was a pistol and a, and a grenade in my mouth i was i was ready for him. <laughs> But the uh, the more the, the more entertaining one was I think you had uh, that was the end of the day on Sunday. Yeah, it was, the um, last it was like you you were you and Lance were sort of charging against each other. Yeah, trading trading rounds with each other, and then he got me in the arm. So luckily I had uh, that on the sling. So I dropped my arm and just kind of sat it on my chest on my on my on my um, plate carrier. And was running at him still, firing away, and then he got me in the leg. And I'm <laughs> got this M249 waving around with no control, strangling myself because I've wrapped it around my, my neck, <laughs> trying to fire at him. <laughs> and then someone else decided to shoot me in the head from over the other side, and Lars got really upset and just shouted that it was <laughs> that it took his kill. I was like, thanks. <laughs> Oh, it was good. I did enjoy that. Uh, there was, uh, there was um, when we were on the base defence, where I was sort of hiding in the bush, waiting to take out the uh, the enemy leader, uh, older Tim Brown. But unfortunately, no. I, I didn't think he was coming in the end, so I started opening fire, and it turns out he was just waiting for the rest of his team to clear the base. <laughs> just watching you die, I was like, Andy, no! Yeah. <laughs> you you jumped cover too soon. You I know. I know. It was, I'm so uh... frustrated about that. <laughs> Um, so LMGs and support. Uh, we'll, we'll go. There's a few things about HPAs and stuff like that. I've, I've kept yeah. a note, and we'll, we'll come back to those. Um, but in terms of the support, so what what sort of loadout would you say kind of defines a support role? Ammo. <laughs> lots lots of ammo. 
So although there was an octo, although the the limit for out on the field was a uh, thousand BBs in the box, Mac, I still went through. I think I went and ended up going about through three thousand round, uh, three thousand BBs over two days, which is a lot in, in my yeah. mind. That's that's a bottle and a over a bottle and a half. Um. So I do think you need to, it is an expensive one, especially if you start playing around with the rate and fire and things like that. But also yeah. as well, you are, I think also as well, what puts a lot of people off is you're not there to get kills. Oh, I, luckily I got a few because um, they just would ran at me for some reason. But 99% um, of games, I barely get any kills. You're there just to keep people's heads down. Um, so I think that that's one part of it that you need to understand straight away that you're not you're not going to get kills. I don't think you you will get some, but you won't get many. Yeah, you're not there. You're not there for that. Oh, I've just shot someone in the head. Pinpoint. You're there for when they rush up the road and you mow down twenty of them, or you make them all scatter. Mm. So it's almost like an ambush weapon, really, isn't it? Like, yeah. if you're aiming to get kills with it, for the most part, it is. Resting up. I mean, uh, this is why I sort of like the whole Gilly LMG type role in that you you, you wait up, you, you're basically on defence, and you wait until everyone gets close enough, and then you just literally open fire and just pray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the um, one tactic that I have learned quite quickly was LMG with a sniper. If you compare an LMG and a sniper together watching a road, you, it's very hard for people to get past because they get to, they see them first, the sniper with the long boy and the long reach. And as soon as they become, as soon as they get into your range, you can start mowing them down and get them to scatter and keep their heads down. But then all it needs is like an arm or a foot out on show that I won't be able to pick out. But matey with the sniper will just go a couple of shots, boom, boom, that person's out. Boom, boom, that person's out. And you've you've slowed down their attack straight away, mm. which is a really good tactic. And especially, like you said, with the LMG and ghillie suit, it does upset people. <laughs> but it's great fun. <laughs> you, you've actually been asked to, to pick one or the other, I believe, at an event. Yes. You yeah, didn't I was, have to uh, name the specific event. but No, no, um, this, was just a, this was just a skirmish day uh, that uh, I was testing out uh, like certain loadouts and certain tactics. And um, the site owner came up to me and said, well, one of the marshals came up and said, look, you're stopping people from using this whole section. You need to either choose the LMG or the <laughs> or, or the ghillie suit. You can't have both. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Well, I've only got the LMG, so I'll stick with that. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, even the sniper said, even the sniper said, like, we couldn't see, like, we heard you. But because you were in such a good position, we didn't know where you were, mm. which was quite enjoyable. Oh, it's, it is a fun combo, especially <laughs> yeah. at skirmishes. You got yeah. you got like groups. Of, this isn't a this isn't a good thing. I'm not proud of this. But when you got groups of like youngish kids running around, like you know, they, they don't they're just there to have a good day, and then all of a sudden this bush just lights them up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There is a particular sick pleasure in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did, I did have a bad moment up at um, 
uh, one of the BritTech events um, up at Camp Sparta. I'm I'm hosing, like literally hosing this doorway to keep them in because they were pushing through this building. So I was literally hosing the edge of this building. Just I wasn't even aiming for the um, the, the opening. I was just aiming for the wall. So they heard the rounds hit it. This poor lad just walked straight about two, that far. Literally, there was, it was a two foot in front of the barrel and just straight in his head yeah. <laughs> luckily he was wearing like full face and a helmet and everything and he, he just went down I was like oh shit I've killed him <laughs> I was like what have I done <laughs> <laughs> I did feel really bad he was on my team as well <laughs> so he knew yeah. exactly where I was <laughs> I was like Jesus I was like what have I done <laughs> <laughs> so obviously we, we've discussed sort of ammo is there any other sort of things you feel that a, uh, a support role needs I mean, obviously, with the mortar. Um, so if you're kind of running a support role from yeah. indirect fire, um, kind of aspect. I mean, I, I would probably regard, uh, you might disagree, but probably regard tag rounds being more of a rifleman role. Um, uh, yeah, I would have said so. Um, mainly because the launchers are quite small and you can mm. have them underslung. Um, or you've got those really tight, small, compact ones. Mm. Um, whereas a mortar's got like you have to spend time to set it up, so I do. I would just class them as different different sorts of roles. But and also as well, I think the mortar sometimes you can get a little bit more range on it. Um, depending. So on what it was sort of your first event with the mortar this weekend, wasn't it? Yes, my homemade one. Yeah, which did rather well. Good. I thought. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I still yeah. you. I still you all those rounds. So. No, it's all right. It's all cool. It's all cool. <laughs> He went, use some rounds. He came back and there was two left. I went, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Carried away a little bit there. Yeah, I took a full bandolier of, uh, of the water rounds out. Didn't have many left at the end. But no. There's more left. Sorry, he'll get some back. He'll get some back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do we think the responsibilities of a support role are? Oh. <laughs> support. Um, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, definitely keeping the enemy's head down. I, I would say. Yeah. You know, that's that's almost the fundamental. If you're bounding through a forest, or you know, if you get into um, a position where basically, you know, the enemy's the enemy's advancing on you, if you can sort of keep them down and allow your team to push up or change position or anything like that, then you can yeah. you can quite often get the jump on the enemy. You're quite um, a you're quite a pin in relation to like your your fixed point, so the rest of your guys can. Turn or pivot on your position, or push from your position. But also, as well, they can retreat to your position as well because they know where you are. So if they need to fall back, they know that they've got cover for their retreat. Um. <laughs> Sorry, Danny is just. Yeah. <laughs> You're there just to fuck shit up and piss people off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> also, as well, like I, I when I run with. Um, like Chris and the other lads um, from our group. Um, I, I tend to carry, a lot of them run um, TM recoils, and so do I. So I tend to have TM recoil mags on me. Um, like I showed, like, you know, when I ran out of ammo when we did that, I sort of mm. literally, I just took the mags, I took the mags out and used the ammo for myself. But the guys, if they're, if we are in a big far fight, I've got extra ammo for them. 
so I think you are you are there as basically a supply carrier as well. Mm. But you're quite a you're quite a fixed position. You're the mothership. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a ship, right? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> More like a Titanic over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like Fresh Meat uh, just said, that even though it's only BB Wars, there's still a fear factor when people see one or more LMGs on the other side to them. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely there is. I mean, I'd say going back to the noise of um Brad's 249, and it was just was, it was fairly was just... imposing. I mean, I knew it was on our side. And the, I say there was that warm, fuzzy feeling of just go, oh yeah, that's cool. You know, I've got that cover. Yeah. If, um, if you don't know what it sounds like, there's a there's a YouTube video, and literally just type in M two four nine Daytona, and there's this youngish lad in a in a warehouse. So obviously it's quite echoey there as well, but he just fires off a couple of rounds, and you think, oh yeah, that I'd buy that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you do do it after this. Because obviously I'm on. Yeah, don't do it now. But yeah, <laughs> but do it after. Do it. Do it after this, and just have a little Google on, on yeah. YouTube, and it's yeah, it's it's well worth listening to. Volume up high, I say. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the um, what would you say are the pros and cons? Let's go cons first, because I think I think between the two of us, we're probably going to come up with a shed yeah, ton of pros. Yeah, it's quite um, a uh, cons snipers. Snipers in your face. If you're an LMG gunner, ninety, I would say eighty percent of the time you're lying down, um, and the only target that anyone has is a is is your face. So <laughs> you do, yeah. if you're firing, if you're firing, your face gets hit a lot. So if you don't like it, <laughs> don't don't buy an LMG because you are going to get shot in the face. Um, <laughs> But that's why now I've, I've started buying a mouth guard because the amount of shots, like my nose has got three hits on it from last weekend, and they're, they're really sore. <laughs> no. yeah. See, I I'd say that's that. definitely a con. I, I had a bit of a close call this weekend. I, I didn't wasn't going to specifically bring this up, but um, I actually took one round to the tooth. Um, now, so I, I generally wasn't. I don't unless it's particularly CQB. I don't generally tend to wear face pro. Um, if I do, I've got like a one tigress, half mesh, half like soft panel mask. Mm. Um, and I have been looking at sort of alternative options and stuff like that. But I tend to try and keep my head as free from stuff as possible just because I am a sweaty bastard. Um, and, the you know, the, the cooler I can be on my head, the, the better the eye pro survives. Um, but there was there was one little round that just literally came in and I, smiled. I think I was talking to you at the time. And I was smiling. It came in and just caught me on the tooth now it didn't do any damage or anything like that it was the equivalent of just like a little flick but there was just enough there that yeah. i was like oh it does make you think to, doesn't it <laughs> i might need to start considering something here um so yeah there, there is definitely shots to the face i mean i wasn't lying down specifically on that one um but yeah no. I mean, especially when you're around a corner or something like that you're sort of laying on the ground because it's not like you can move quickly either. You know, you're sort of you're no. fixed up. Um, you generally tend to be quite static. Um, so obviously, you know, people know where you are and things. So, but also, yeah, you tend I to be the first that. target as well. Yeah. yeah, in an ambush, everyone goes, "Oh yeah, look, you you two make sure that the guy with the LMG gets gets deaded quick." Because <laughs> because <laughs> if you're setting up an ambush, the last thing you want is one of them turning around and lighting up the bush that you're in. 
because that, that yeah. you lose your advantage then. So it, it tends to be medic and and the LMG tends to get hit first, and then everyone yeah. else can just get picked off. So you do become a bit of a, a BB magnet. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. If, if, you're about, punish, about... if you enjoy pain. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, on the on the pain front, obviously you do generally have a lot more weight to carry around as well. Um, yeah. So you, you can get the the, uh, the featherweight sort of systems like the S&T 249, um, which I think weighs around sort of four kilos. Um yeah, I mean, on the basis you're new... running around with five times that, you know, yeah. it's a, it's quite a substantial load. Yeah, there's a lot of new ones coming out. Like you, the lightest one on the market is the Stoner. The new, the new Aries Stoner is, is pistol weight. It is, mm. but then again, for me, you, it's plastic body and everything. So it all depends on. I, I throw that thing around. Like if I'm running around and I get down, that thing gets thrown on the floor. Mm. It. It's, it's more of an anchor. So if I want to lie down, I throw that on the floor and it takes me with it. <laughs> so you get down quick. <laughs> but yeah, it, it all depends on what sort of fitness level you're at, what sort of, and how, how you're going to treat the weapon as well, I think. Because like I, I've rivet, I've taken out all the screws and I've riveted everything in that. So it makes it a little bit stronger. Because mm-hmm. I do, I, I, I abuse it. Like, I love its pieces, but she didn't have to get chucked about. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah. I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> I was just enjoying the fact that you're sort of saying you're, you're chucking the LMG about, and then Danny's coming and saying the LMG is like carrying a toddler. So let's yeah. hope you watch that's not a good that's not a good yeah. comparison. This is um, why she said that I can't have kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> no, but you're right. You know, there, there is a lot of weight. And to me, you know, the plastic plastic versions of things. I mean, let's say I've, I've got the S&T uh, 249 and I bought that because whilst the appeal of having like the full metal, you know, like it feels really nice and chunky and solid when you pick it up and you're like, oh, yeah, this is sick. You know, like, Two hours of running around with that um, yeah. on a patrol. Like, don't get me wrong. I know I'm not the fittest of people, and, and that is something I want to work on. But I feel I want to work on it on my own pace, not, you know. <laughs> I feel I would get very ratty with someone if I've lugged 22 kilograms from, like, point A to point B and then being told yeah. that, no, the objective's been cancelled, go back to point A again. Um, that, that's yeah. the trouble with that, though, because you do, you kind of get to a, you, you're sent all that way. And they're like, right. And you get halfway there and they're like, if you get engaged, just pull back. And you're just like, well, I could have left that home and I've been taking the M4 up. Yeah. <laughs> like, run around with a pistol at that point. Yeah, run around. around. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fresh Meat says, if you have a good sling, you can carry it a lot easier. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, it, it's important, I would say, to make sure you know the kind of easiest way of carrying um, the guns about. So, for example, again, with the, the stoner, and um, it's one I've probably got the most experience with. Um, there are sort of certain places you can carry it that make it a lot easier. Um, I know, I know. I was quite as soon as I got the two four nine, I was like, I love the carry handle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I know, I know, it's not really designed for carrying the whole system about. I don't think it's it's more designed for the barrels and stuff like that. But oh, it does make life a lot easier. Yeah, <laughs> to does. the point 
to the point of I've genuinely debated buying a carry handle attachment for the stove. <laughs> <laughs> you can have more one. It's knocking around somewhere. It's a bit bent from because obviously <laughs> the air for the airsoft version is not weighed for that sort of weight. <laughs> it's, yeah, is it? It's a bit of a U shape at the moment, <laughs> like that. <laughs> just mean, oh right, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris says, how come I can only see half the people chatting? I've got YouTube open to see the others. Uh, yeah, so Chris, if you're watching on Facebook, uh, you can obviously only see Facebook chats. If you're on YouTube, you see YouTube chats. We get everything on here. Uh, that's why I can sort of pull up either side as we go through. So, And that's why when I'm on the other side, I have both up, which you don't like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it gets confusing because I couldn't work out who Andy, Bob and Andy Luckett were. They seem to be having the same chat. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think you were actually talking to each other on there at one point. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was chatting to myself just to confuse you for a little while. <laughs> uh, Harry says, "Mike, I was impressed with your sprint from the Polaris to the tree line. You was a quick lad. With wreck trouser braces, though. Recommend trouser braces, though. Yeah, oh, my yeah. um, my belt. I've got to work well. my belt out. Um, so I run the uh, Warrior." gunfighter belt i think it's the i know we sort of discussed yeah. belts a little bit last week and i i fully it was quite funny i was, I was running along and i've got this back whacking great chunky belt flying around harkens back to the comment rage said that it was quite a chunky belt when i was uh, recommending it um and it is and it ended up around my ass a few times so i definitely need to get a little <laughs> harness on there um yeah, especially when, when I was following you through the woods and you jumped over that. <laughs> I was like, oh, there, there we go. <laughs> Mike, you, you, your belt slips again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was hanging under my arse at one yeah. point. Though, <laughs> oh, terrific. But, yeah, I mean, you, you do... you do. Um, uh, I wouldn't say I was a quick lad, but I'll, I'll give it a go. <laughs> Thanks, Harry. You made me blush. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what are the pros, then? Come on, pros are being a support gunner fun it is fun it is fun you can't you can't deny being able to especially at events where you're given the advantage which is what you're meant to have mm. um like octo where you're the only one that allows that, that's allowed for auto. you've got people blinking at you at a single shot and you just light them up you just and you just watch their heads <laughs> yeah. um the mortar was good fun as well when they were sitting there all having their cup of coffees and stuff around the uh, lithium plant. <laughs> and then we, we load up with three LMGs, a sniper and a mortar. And you just see them run like little, like you turn the lights on like ants. Yes. <laughs> that was, it's, it's satisfying. It's definitely satisfying. Um, fitness as well. It does build up your fitness a lot, especially if you play it regularly. If you play that role every, every couple of weeks and stuff. Your, your fitness does build up quite quickly. Yeah. I find especially, um, I mean, I, I went through a period of using airsoft as like primary exercise and it, it, it definitely is a case of if you push yourself and you not, not necessarily run yourself as a, a rifleman role with an LMG, but it's just kind of like, you know, put that extra effort in just to try and get from A to B quicker. Yeah, um, it, yeah it does make a difference. And do, do, you, do you find there's that little, that little sense of power? Yeah. When you're, when you're pulling the trigger, it's like you just got like they're yeah. all going out. Like last weekend was amazing because they made me team leader and I had the LMG. I was like, all the power. I was like, right, you just stay there. Well, <laughs> I, I got told off at around. one point because you, you'd come over. So I knew you were like the uh, alpha one and you'd come over and go, right, Mike, you're with me. I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, 
Kamal Structures told me to follow him, so I'm following him. So, yeah. and then um, I think Bravo One called in and said, "Mike, wh where are you going?" It's like I was told to follow Alpha One. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that was the plan. Like, yeah. the the three LMGs go off and make some noise somewhere else, while the rest of them go and do their sneaky, sneaky, boring stuff. I was like, "Off your pop, <laughs> go on." You've given me control of this. He's mine. <laughs> yeah. That 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 is something, I, and also as well, I I do think. There's a weird, how do you describe it? There's a weird bond between LMG users because you're, you know that other person's an idiot as well for lug it, for choosing to lug all this crap about. <laughs> so there is that weird bond because like yeah. um, the the lads that the lad that was running the M two four nine on the PMC group, um, I, I I was bleeding out. On, on my many occasions he came over and sat with me and we literally just talked m249s for about five minutes while i was bleeding out <laughs> nothing gameplay related at all we just sat there and had a chat <laughs> so i think yeah. there is that and we have our own dedicated facebook page as well can't really argue with that, yeah. like that as danny says idiots stick together <laughs> yeah 100 percent. yeah <laughs> How do you think this got so well? <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your what would you say is your favourite story of being a what, support? Yeah, there's there's too many to be honest. There's a lot. The, the I, although the one thing that I enjoy most of all is working on them and getting them to the point where I'm happy. Like this, this, this one is my third one that I've had now. Killed one, <laughs> depressingly sold one, <laughs> yep. and then this is my third. And it's just building it up and learning from what that's the thing that I most enjoy about LNGs. Um, everyone, and it's weird because they're getting more and more parts now. Now they seem to be getting, ever since TM brought out their one, there seems to be a weird incline in, in people wanting to own some sort of support weapon. So more things are coming out from now. That's that's my main enjoyable story. I told you the other one about lighting up a kid at close range, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the and the ghillie oh, well, suit. I told it's, you that was my, like, that was my favourite one as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like what Danny said, pissing pissing people off. Yeah, like, it is it is part of part of parcel with it. You have the power, so why not use it? Yeah. <laughs> do you think there's um sort of a growing do, do you feel that there's maybe a growing trend of uh support roles or like lmg users within the skirmish community which is maybe driving more interest as well because oh, i mean crytac I obviously been... brought out their sort of lmg version which um i think for a lot of sites i i know there's a lot of event companies that have kind of turned around and gone you know it's effectively an m4 with a box mag so we're not going to accept it as an lmg um, yeah, so the. Do you think there's maybe more interest? The 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 Crytek one's an interesting one, um, because I've had I've had one as well, and it is a good weapon, and it is based off a civilian weapon, which is a M4 with a M249 top cover. So it, it, the whole the whole thing is that it it the box mag fits into the M4 lower as its holder. But then all your rounds are in the box mag that's still fed through the top. It's mm. a civilian weapon. Um, 
so it's never seen military use but it is an lmg but they've just used what's available is basically a weird mishmash between an m4 and a uh, uh, an m249 so it is a real weapon so i can understand why people say well it is an lmg but it's not a military active one mm. I, I would probably allow it as a, a pmc weapon maybe or uh like uh, an op4 one but you wouldn't have it as blue four at all um and it, it did bring made it more popular but i think the one that's really sparked everyone's interest is the um tm1 with the recoil system i think that's really lit a fire under the support you yeah under the support community i mm. think um because it they to me it was a it's a lovely weapon it is good fun but it is overpriced for for what it is it's just, it's a support weapon you're never going to get good range you're never going to get um like this thing this thing keeps up with it but they are good they are good fun and i think that's what's brought people more along but you still you you're never going to knock the m uh, you know never going to knock an m4 off the top platform no well i mean you know <laughs> For the for the sake of argument, if you're comparing all airsoft against all airsoft, you know ultimately if you can run around with an M4 with a box mag on full auto, where you've revved up the rate of fire and stuff like that, then the LMG in that aspect just becomes a detriment. You know, yeah. you've just got a load of extra weight for no reason. If that's if that's what you're up against, you know, it, it's you can run around. It's pistol weight, as you say. You know. It, yeah. You just can't outstrip it. But as soon as you're given that advantage in terms of, you know, the, the weight detriment is is offset by the fact you're the only one with the full auto uh, like yeah. fire. You've, you've got a much higher round count and stuff like that. It does make a massive difference. Yeah. Do you think that, um, so obviously with a rifleman carrying 600 rounds kind of as, a as a typical and then uh, an LMG with, say, we'll call it two and a half. Do you think that's a fair comparison for that? Because um, obviously LMGs would generally yeah. tend to fire more ammo. Um, do you think maybe LMG gunners should have more ammo on them? Or do you think that's the kind of a um, I I think that's quite a good because six hundred rounds compared to say two thousand like two thousand because that, that box mag will hold two thousand. Hmm. Um and I don't have to reload. Whereas if you've got say one of the uh, PTS mags, which is I think what sixty four rounds, is it? on it mm -hmm. no i'm not sure but say you've got i don't know 100 rounds in in your magazine you fired your 100 rounds at me i've still got and i fired 100 rounds at you i don't have to reload for another 1900 rounds <laughs> whereas yeah. you've got a stop then and you've still got rounds coming in which makes you panic yeah so i do think there is an advantage to having and so especially you find that like, it's a fair return of fire though because I mean, I, I I know I've found it before that you where you're um, providing that sort of cover fire, um, you know, they might pop up and give you sort of two or three rounds, and your response is like a thirty not not a thirty second burst, but like a, a three second burst, um, which might be like thirty forty rounds. Yes, yes, uh, uh, yeah. In, in, in real life, they that they'd keep firing that that keep firing until your movement element got into position mm. right so if 
if you're going to look at it as a, a transferring, say, a real life situation into airsoft, then this needs to be this does need to have the advantage because otherwise, because a lot of weapons now will outrange that, but you're you're just creating noise and dropping rounds on them just to keep their heads down, and I, I do think you you need that advantage because you haven't got the accuracy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm ruffling a few feathers here. I'm, I'm yeah. to wait. Just, <laughs> just said, um, you have to remember that a rifleman with 600 round needs 10 mags, uh, whereas the NLMG gunner has a thousand round in one box mag. Completely agree. Yeah. I'm just, just yeah. barking debate for the sake of debate's sake. To be honest, yeah. um, I, 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 I do don't think, have a problem with the rounds as yeah. they stand. Um, but it's like, like, as I said, like the way Octo do it, I think it's cracking mm. because you, although they've got. 600 rounds like the rifleman have got 600 rounds i've got a thousand rounds but like they said i've got a thousand rounds in one box mag mm. so and i can full auto so that's where the advantage of lugging around a fat bertha all, all weekend with, with a thousand rounds in it each time yeah does outweigh them having 600 rounds with a slightly better accuracy so it does it keeps it fair, but does give that the slight advantage is what you would do in real life. Because you are, you're, you're there just to, you do need a bit of accuracy, but your accuracy is by volume. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it, the real world equivalent as well, you know, you're not going to be running around with thousands and thousands of rounds of no, ammunition as, no. a, as a support gunner because you'd be dead, basically. It's way too much. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I was just just interesting, interesting debate question. Um, so yeah, uh, Les. Just, Les needs yeah, to go and have a look at my. He needs to go on my um, uh, Instagram account and look at that video of me running it with that night vision. You'll enjoy that, Les. I'll drop you a link on the other chat. <laughs> <laughs> That almost sounded a bit flirtatious. Yeah, it does, didn't it? <laughs> he, he gave me another tip. I gave him my PayPal details earlier. He just gave me another tip. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna, I've been sort of collecting comments throughout the evening. So I'll just run through a few of those. Paul uh, Wales, I think the limited mags and lack of full auto for riflemen really incentivizes carrying an LMG to use the extra ammo and full auto. Completely mm-hmm. agree with that. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, cool. Uh, Charlie says the rifleman role can majorly change depending on the type of milsim you're attending. Urban, a rifleman will primarily do strike ops and patrols, whereas rural it will be a lot more slow paced and reconnaissance based. Yeah, so, yeah, that's an interesting yeah. take on that. Yeah, because um, like compared to Octo, compared to Octo and Camp Sparta, Battle Lakes and Camp Sparta, the, the way you play is totally different. Like mm. Camp Sparta, you are you are literally going into every single building, you're sweeping everything and you're running through as a rifleman. Whereas um, Battle Lakes, you are, you're taking your time because you know that as soon as you get seen, you're going to get lit up. So it is, it is a massive, like there is a massive diversity for riflemen. Mm. Whereas an LMG is just lie down and shoot people or shoot at people. <laughs> <laughs> your game style doesn't change much. I find it's very rare you get asked to carry extra stuff as well. Yeah. Always, uh, <laughs> like, oh, can you carry this for me? Oh, no, you, you've already got a big gun. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Ray said there was a HPA sniper at Legion at the weekend, which was ridiculously quiet. So I do think, because this is when we were talking about the HPA systems and stuff, like, I, I do think HPA is quite cool. I, I get that there's a whole bit of like hose attached and stuff like that. Um, but I, the number of the number of quiet systems that I've seen that run HPA and the like, yeah, there is something a little bit special about them. Um, but then again, especially which one? This this guy's AK was just freaking phenomenal. It really was. It was like one of the. Oh, I, it was almost like firing a laser beam. Like there was no recall on the system at all. It felt, and yet it just like just rounds literally just flying off out of it. Like, oh man. Um. He also said, uh, "HPA Cyber is not worth it on our limits. Two point three joules. It's more for consistency and quietness, apparently." Oh. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, as I said, it's not something that I've oh, yeah. personally ever looked into, like HBAs, because mm. I've I've borrowed other people's and just haven't got on with it, really. Yeah. Um, I just find it's too much. Just get myself in knots, walk out like this, it's all tied up in the hose. <laughs> help! I need an adult. <laughs> Free me! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, fresh meat. My mate has his two four nine HPA, and the rate of fire is insane. He's a large tank, and you can see the gauge dropping as he's firing. He lasted twenty minutes last time it was taken out. Yeah, yeah that's an interesting. I mean, if you've got a massive tank and you have to keep replacing the tank and stuff like that, that's obviously quite a, a detriment, especially for some of the longer mill sims or whatever. Like you know, it's sort of you're you're out and about maybe sort of two or three hours. Um, you don't you don't want to be having to go back to just replace the tank each time, so. Yeah, because that's what Brad had. Brad had that problem because mm. he was because he was running a small tank. When he did a good rate of fire and a constant rate of fire, he um he ran out of gas. He ran out of air before he ran out of ammo. Mm. I did, but then again, that might be in his regulator that I did say to him because I wouldn't have thought it should. You should should easily go for a thousand rounds. I would have thought on yeah. one tank, but. Uh, Paul as Wales, an LMG paired with a sniper rifle uh, prevents snipers getting rushed. Yeah, um, definitely. Good, good little tactic. Uh, yeah. Fresh meat, he absolutely loves a mortar. Mortars, you say? <laughs> yeah. Um, I do need to have a chat with uh, Fresh Meat at some point because he's doing some very interesting bits of research with uh, with mortars and stuff like that and sort of various mm. flared bases. And um, whilst mine was good at the weekend, I must admit, Andy, I was a little bit jealous of yours. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason uh, I think it is just due to the size of it you were getting much better range on yours so, always uh, is it's the length yeah, yeah. the girth the same it's but the length <laughs> yeah. so Wayne be prepared for some chat at some point because um, yes we, definitely we need to, we need to speak <laughs> yeah um, I, want to, I want more info about these base plates as well yeah no it's quite it's That's, quite exciting yeah uh, Danny you're there just to fuck shit up and piss people off <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, in life or in airsoft, I'm, I'm confused on that comment. <laughs> well, knowing Danny, it's probably a bit of A and a bit of B. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he also said, snuck up on a player on Saturday and put a short burst into the back of his plate. He started having a go as there was no need to shoot him more than once. Turned around and saw the LMG and his face sank. <laughs> yeah, that's the trouble. That's that's one that's one of the cons as well. Like not for you, yeah. but for this, I've got no, I've got no single shot. Mm. I, See I that literally... is one of the things I like on the um, the GMP. So um, where you know, for example, um, using legions as an example, uh, it's a single firing buildings. 
I do have the the, the selector, so I can I can pick to go semi auto yeah. if I want to. Um, right. And it means that it effectively just turns it into a rifle with a box mag. And then yeah. you can clear buildings with it. And then as soon as you're in a position where you can fire out the building, you can switch it back to the full auto. Um, Which is a massive advantage because whereas I have to I have to stop using that completely mm. and I have to go to my sidearm. And it, you, you lose the advantage then. Yeah. Whereas you being able to just flick it straight into a single shot or full auto. Mm does gives you a ma massive advantage compared to that although the length of it's a bit of a pain especially if you've got to crawl through like murder holes or anything like that it's yeah. a bit of a it's like <laughs> oh right <laughs> yeah that's why she normally just gets launched through the hole first and i'm just crawling off <laughs> <laughs> uh in terms of realism octate said lmgs also have hot barrels um, yes so you wouldn't fire continuously um, and I agree with this last point as well, which was hang on, my uh, it's also good to hear short burts at the weekend, which is good role play. So, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, plus, I can't do that because I break pistons if I do that. If I fire constantly, <laughs> I blow up pistons. I've gone through four with that now. <laughs> oh, blimey. On, on, on the build, like on the build process, I blew up four pistons. <laughs> so now I'm a little bit. <laughs> so, what sort of piston works well have you found? Um, the one that I've got at the moment is a old, forgotten the make, but it's half metal, half plastic. So in the middle where it gets more stress, it's got a metal, uh, it's got metal teeth. And then mm -hmm. at the two ends where there's not that much stress on it, it's gone to plastic. And this one seems to have lasted quite well, but also as well, okay. I've changed the gears and stuff. So I don't know which one's sorted it out. Like, I don't know if it's the gears with the piston or if it's just the piston change. So, yeah, cool. Have to see. I'll tell you when the next piston blows up. I'll tell you when it blows <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, regardless, says Andy, if you're on the next Octo 8, we can talk and shoot my weight and other and, and weigh stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that'd yeah. be really interesting. Yeah, I'd love to have a look at. Especially the the HBA sniper and things like that. It was and that AK. If you're if you're going on about the AK, I want to try. Honestly, it honestly, it was yeah. it was. I think he, he gave it to me to fire, and he was like, "I have a go at that." I was like, and it was that classic. You look back and go, Ooh. "Oh yeah, <laughs> one of the ones where you get a tingle." Ooh. Yeah, definitely, definitely a tingle, a tingle riff. Um, Ray says the problem with HBA is you look like a Ghostbuster. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's the look that you're going for. Yeah. You can, Make one of the little Ghostbuster. Yeah. Ghost... Again, Ideal I'll, for those I'll... Ghostbuster buildings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've I've been really tempted to make you know the um, ammo packs. You know the one that um, uh, Matey was running in Predator, the big square oh, yeah, yeah. ammo box. I've been wanting. I've every time I see one, I go, "Shall I make one for this?" <laughs> and just <laughs> have this beast of a unit just walking around. <laughs> I feel I feel that's going to be attached to a minigun though, doesn't it? No, no, I'll I'll, I'll put a picture up. Uh, okay. it, it, atta it attached to an M two four nine is hilariously good looking. <laughs> like, oh, <okay>. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, we'll do the last few comments. Um, Harry says at some point I'm going to be working on a Minecraft CO two kit in the butt stock of a sniper, so it'll be hmm. like a whisper. Um, yeah, I've heard that quite a good nice. things about the old yeah. uh, Minecraft. I mean, I don't know much about snipers myself to be fair, because you know. I haven't done a lot with them. I, yeah. I own one, but I, it's still stock. Never touched. You've got to have patience for a sniper, I think. Which I don't I feel, have. I feel 
I feel I've got the patience for a sniper. I just I don't have the patience for building it. Like it's sort of to me like a, a lot of the sniper builds. It sort of seems to be you know very intense in terms of like getting your gun like nicely like tailored and stuff like that, sort of all the tweaks and stuff like that. Whereas I'm, I'm kind of more like I just want to get out in the field, hide in the bush, and then shoot people. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, I just want to pop up and surprise people. Hello. Yeah. yeah. Which, to be fair, I don't need to go to airsoft to do. I could just go no. And, like, <laughs> hit the park. But... <laughs> <laughs> I could just see you now, just <laughs> surprise. Yeah. Um, Pegasus says, "I hate being tied to something with a HPA." So yeah, yeah same as me, mate. Yeah. Um, uh, regardless, oh sorry, mate. I know I'm butchering your name. Um, what about MOSFET and Bluetooth? Um, that for you would work to do the trick to turn uh, semi and buildings and later to full auto outside. Yeah, but then you still have to. You have to stop. You, you're still. You're taking out your phone, you're loading up the program, you're waiting for it to change. By the time I've done that, I've got my pistol out and I'm already halfway through the building. Um, I, I only really use my pistol when I'm in a building. If I'm outside, um, if someone's got within the minimum engagement distance of that anyway, something's gone wrong, if you know what I mean. Like my rifle, my rifle guys, my sniper, my leader, me, have all done something wrong. If, if they've got within that MED, then, mm. yeah, something, something's happened and something's gone wrong. So I'm probably dead anyway. So, <laughs> but yeah, I have, I have looked at, I have looked at um, the Bluetooth uh, MOSFETs and things like that for, for this. Um, but it's got the, it's got an electronic trigger anyway. So the only reason that I would have a MOSFET would be to save it if it, um, if a, an 11 lipo decides to overpower itself and try and screw up the gearboxes, mm. which it can't do because it's got to go through the electric trigger system anyway. So MOSFET's not something that I would really, really look at putting into one of these. But it's a good idea. It is something, especially if you've got the time to do it. Uh, Freshmate says he has a full, or, uh, full Airsoft Pro G box in his. I don't know what that means. Sounds good. Any ideas? No. G-Box. I thought that was something else. Oh, Gearbox. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gearbox. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, they are good. <laughs> another one, another those. Gearbox. Yeah, another Gearbox is uh, Ball Gear. And if you've, bought, if you've bought an LMG, I am going to plug them because they are the best LMG company manufacturer in the world is uh, Ball Gear. Like the, the, oh, I've got their box mag and their hop unit in in that and they're absolutely phenomenal they're expensive but nothing nothing that i've bought so far has kept up with it and if you spend a weekend with andy that will be the 900th time that he's mentioned oh I, I to be honest i'm surprised <laughs> i'm not is i'm like him with swish <laughs> talking of which haven't you uh i think you've got a little bit that's been in the whole episode that i don't think oh. anyone's commented on yet <laughs> where is it what? <laughs> so. Kept it as a little treat, but no one's noticed. Yeah. <laughs> the trouble is, when when you've got this in front of you, yeah, like, exactly, yeah. exactly. But just to prove it, just to prove it is. Yeah. There you go. Did you actually try it? This is my third one that you've given me now. 
<laughs> I haven't paid for a single one. I've had more Swish from you than I have anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Harry Badger, Tricky Happy Me is working on a four tube 38 mil. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love Where's Harry? Harry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and last comment, uh, regardless, uh, oh, it's getting worse. Regardless, um, there's a Russian company where making hop ups, gears, etc., for M249 called Combat Union. Worth a shout? Uh, yes. Look? Combat Union are a sub company of Ball Gear. Ah, there you go. From what I understand, I think they're the same. I think it was either the same bloke, and someone's walked off and taken his design. But I think they are there. They're they're like, they're like that. I think. But there's yeah, it's them and um, Ball Gear, which are basically the same. Cool. Russians love their M two four nines more than more than M fours. They really do. Oh, nice. But then again, oh, don't nice. forget that it's not just M. It's not just M for M two four nines. It's PKMs. It's uh... <laughs> sorry, fresh release. You said, "Are oh, you a ball gear rep?" <laughs> I should be. I should be bloody. I should be sponsored by them by now. The amount of times that I've plugged it, I must have sold them sold more box mags for them than any other person about. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andy, thanks ever so much for coming on the show, mate. It's oh, been a real pleasure, pleasure. to have you. Yeah, um, I'll be back. Apologies I'll be back next week. Yep, Lance. Lance obviously um, is, was upset he couldn't make it as well. So, um, but yeah, feel free to abuse him next week. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so. Uh, email as nofochat at hotmail .com. Instagram is at November underscore foxtrot underscore nofo. Uh, Facebook is for, at November foxtrot nofo. YouTube is youtube.com forward slash c forward slash November foxtrot. And you can always catch us on our website, which has the contact section, which is November foxtrot.co.uk. Um, if you've got any questions for Andy, Andy, how can people find you? Uh, Instagram, um, which is uh, call sign quartermaster, just to make things nice and small. So you've got to type that out well, quickly, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also Facebook as well. Just drop me a message on that. Um, I'm not on Twitter. Oh, I spelled it wrong. Uh, you spelled it wrong. <laughs> oh, no. Hang on. Uh, I'm not on Twitter or anything like that. But yeah, Facebook, Facebook and Instagram. Um, is the best places to get me. Hey, there we go. There you go. <laughs> Hi, Ed. Thanks for joining us. Um, also, as well, yeah. I, 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 um, but also, as well, like we've got the um, the community chat, which has opened up as well. I say because you, you actually run our little out. community, our little community Facebook page as well, don't you? Yeah. So if you've got any questions, you can. Yeah, inadvertently. Uh, that was if you haven't watched that episode, you need to which I don't even know what episode that I was. But that, that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you're new, there is a community chat uh for it all. So you can just carry on slagging me off. Yeah. Uh last question uh, comes from Danny. Are you going to Longmore? Uh, I wish it was Yeah, uh it was a bit too much for me to pay out so so close after Christmas. So unfortunately I will miss this one, but I will be doing 100% doing the next one. Unless you want to sneak me in somehow. Silly <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. He says Lance has a new house, I see. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just a Chinese knockoff, don't worry. <laughs> I'm the cheaper version. <laughs> oh, right. Next week, uh, Lance will be back. Uh, we're hoping to do uh, an episode on um, 
Well, it'll be an Octoate debrief more from sort of like Lance and I um, being on different sides of the, of the coin. Um, we're going to be doing a Armoury episode. So we're going to be talking about various riffs that we have, um, which will be interesting because we can't touch any of them. So there'll be lots of photos. I'm uh, just doing like this, posing in front just, of Yeah, them. just be lots of pointing. Um, <laughs> so there'll be photos and stuff like that. We'll be talking about sort of various airsoft platforms and the like that we run. Um, so yeah, a proper little, little hardcore airsoft episode. Um, but Andy, thanks again for joining us this week. It's been an Thank absolute pleasure. Me. Yeah. And it was great fun running with you at the weekend. Yeah, definitely. We'll do it again, definitely. Uh, so, uh, without any further ado, Andy, say goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Tune in next week. We'll see you all next week. <laughs> Have a good one.